You know, today um, we're uh, carrying on a series on the whole concept of of caring, loving, being kind to one another. It's the one another concepts that are written all throughout Scripture. And, uh, and last week was just an introductory lesson. Today, we're going to talk about one of the most beautiful acts of love that we can give another person, and that is to pray for another person. And so I'm excited about this session. Hi, this is Eric Hurd, and my podcast is called Relationships by the Book. So why that title? Well, I lived 18 years of my life apart from God, apart from His Word. And my family was one of the most dysfunctional families to grow up in, and we didn't understand relationships. And when I came to know Christ, it absolutely transformed me from the inside out. And I began to understand God's wisdom because I dug into His Word and I saw how much He had to say about relationships. I've been a pastor now for over 45 years, and so this podcast is really an accumulation of the wisdom God's given me in relationships that I want to share with you. Oh yeah! It's Relationship by the Book. (laughs) We're getting better at these uh, these technical enhancements. Hey, Eric, how are you? Well, now that I've heard that intro quite well, thank you. <laughs> you know, Michael, uh, this you know, for every every week that I, I walk into this and we're we're recording this podcast, I am just deeply grateful I get to do this with my son-in-law. It is cool. This is very cool. And today, man, it's something that you and I share and this is this whole thing of praying for one another and uh because i know the kind of world you live in and uh and and you know the world i live in and just to know somebody else cares enough to say hey i am praying for you but more than saying it they actually do it Mm. so so let me ask you this you know because you usually interview me i'm going to interview interview you for a second when when you know somebody's praying for you what does that do for you? What 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 does that do inside your head, inside your heart? What does what does that do for you? Yeah, that's it's an interesting one. It's it's a blessing to to know that someone's praying for you, you know, especially someone you really know well, and maybe you have a uh, a, a relationship that has depth. Hmm. Um, I think it it sort of plants a seed, knowing that especially if you hear someone pray for you, right? Mm-hmm. It um, there's something that grows from that internally, yeah. and um, it's a good feeling. Oh, absolutely! It, it, there's a lot of joy in it. I think that people would give their time. You know, like I've had people text me a prayer, or people like like I might say, "Hey, could you pray for me in regards to?" And they go, "Well, can I pray for you right now?" Mm-hmm. And then they pray, and boy, there is this sense of. You know, we're joining in with God on this issue that may not seem like huge, but we're asking God to intervene. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it really bonds people. Like, you know, um, in marriage, you know, couples that pray together, Michael, I don't know if you've read any studies. It's just literally jaw-dropping the, the few amount of divorces of people, couples that regularly pray together. Now, you know I do marital work, right? Oh, yeah. Well, one of the questions I'll ask couples that are in trouble is I'll say, do you guys ever pray for each other? Mm-hmm. 
and usually there's a silence. They're not. Now, I'm not saying that the problems that developed were because they didn't pray for each other, but prayer would have incredibly changed their circumstances. Absolutely. Yeah. <clears throat> well, to pray for someone, it's the, you, it takes a confidence and a vulnerability, right? Yes. Because you got to be confident enough to, to, to audibly pray over another person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It can, it, there's a... To, to enter into that prayer, it can almost be a little awkward, right? For At least right. for me, when I, I begin to pray, I'm like, I got to break the ice. And once I start, then I become, it's, so I have to face that almost like a little bit of a fear of like, I'm not good at this, right? <laughs> for a I'm lot, not going to say the right I mean, words. You probably are, really, you know, you don't feel that way anymore because you do this for a profession. I don't well, know, maybe well, I'm wrong. Now, wait a minute. I will tell you, I think that timidity, that 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 nervousness that we had early on, I was there for me, but somebody said something early on in my Christian walk where they said, make it about the other person, not about you. Mm. If I make it about the other person, I'm not worried about my words. I am praying for that person. Mm. And so I'm not going to not pray because I don't pray well. It's like people that at a memorial don't want to get up in front and speak on behalf of the person that's gone because they're afraid of saying something dumb or awkward or whatever. And I go, wait a minute. Don't make this about you. Make it about them. And if you make it about the person, it's like, why wouldn't I then pray? Like, I had uh, a person pray because they uh, today where they said, uh, Pastor, would you please pray for me? I'm having surgery tomorrow. And it was emotional for me because I know how worrisome she was. And in that moment, we it's like the world stops. Think about it. The world just stops. And, and literally, we, I'm praying for her, and God is right there, and he's listening, and he wants to act on behalf of that prayer. And it's this spiritual moment with this one person. And, and then when you get done with the prayer, it's just like, thank you. Mm-hmm. And, and, and because why? We've brought God right into the center of what this gal was dealing with, which is a surgery that's going to happen tomorrow. <clears throat> yeah. I can I could imagine what that's like, and I, when I put myself there visually, what I can I could say I've experienced in situations like that is sometimes I, I begin to pray and I I'm not really sure of anything, mm-hmm. but my faith actually grows as I pray. Right, my faith in God that He hears me and that He'll respond. Like if I'm lacking faith after I pray, that I'm I'm less lacking in faith. Yes. Well, that's an interesting thing because, you know, like in, in, in Hebrews uh, 11, 1, it says, you know, faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And, and so when I come in faith, there is, it, it bolsters my own faith. And uh, I was reading a, a quote from C.S. Lewis where uh, he said this, uh, one of the greatest gifts uh, uh, that we can give each other is to pray for one another. And he says, if you develop the habit of praying to God for others, you will never need to pray for your own self. It's this selfless act that brings God right into the center of whatever the, ever the person is struggling. and it. But it changes you. Mm-hmm. It it, it, it's like, oh, very interesting, in, in uh, James 5, 16, it says, and, and confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you might be healed. <laughs> Whoa, think about that. 
So if I'm honest about my own brokenness and and where I've gone wrong, and then I pray for that other person, God says, I'm going to heal you. That's a pretty good deal right there. And and so I, I think sometimes we minimize, you know, praying for each other. And, you know, I'm I'm curious, and now I'm going to become the interviewer again, is, is why do you suppose, here's this beautiful gift God gives us of praying for one another. Why do you suppose more people don't pray for each other? You mentioned one, sometimes people are timid. They don't feel like they pray well. But what are other reasons you think people don't pray for each other? I mean, I think for myself, <clears throat> I would like to pray for others more often and my laziness sometimes hinders me mm-hmm. i'll you know I'll be wait till the end of the day to do it or i'll wake up too late to do it and you know i'd rather just turn on the tv at the end of the day and go to bed you know yeah so i i, I get busy i get complacent um yeah it does take time for sure but but boy when you look at the reward of praying for each other like I'll never forget when I was um, when I was a young Christian. I had only been a Christian six months, and uh, I was going to a, a Bible college, and this gal from Kenya, uh, we were praying for each other, and and she challenged me that she said you never pray for your dad. I said, well, I haven't seen him in like fifteen years. He left me when I was four and a half, and she goes well, why don't we pray that you find out where he is? I said, well, he could be dead. She goes, well, let's pray. And so she prayed for me and prayed that, you know, that I would would find out if my dad was dead or alive. And uh, and so in my mind, I remember going, this kind of seems foolish. My dad abandoned me. What? How am I ever going to find him? So literally 10 days later, I'm in my dorm room and I get a phone call and the person at the other end of the line goes, hi, Eric, this is your dad. Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, at first, I thought it was my roommates joking around, like they knew I was couldn't praying. believe it. Yeah, and 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 I go, well, how did you get a hold of me? And 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 he goes, well, I I called your mom and she gave me your number, and so I said, well, can I come see you? He goes, yeah, and he was ten minutes away from the college. I mean, I hadn't seen him in fifteen years. I don't even remember the drive to his house. All I remember is pulling up, getting out of my car, walking up to the door, knocking on the door. And here is a man I haven't seen in 15 years, and I look like him. And this is my dad. And and I just, the emotion and all of that. And I remember we had five hours of conversation, but at the end of the conversation, I said, why did you call me today? And he said, well, I was working in a church. Now, mind you, he's not a Christian. He's a carpenter. And he was building a staircase in this church. And he said, and I couldn't get you off of my mind. <laughs> and, okay, as a young believer, even now it's emotional for me that here is this gal who prays for me and my dad calls me. God prompts my dad. He, he couldn't get me off his mind. You know, and, and some people might say, well, prayer's just a coincidence. Hmm. And to which one Baptist pastor said, well, the more I pray, the more coincidences happen. Right. <laughs> and, and so for me, this, this idea of praying for one another is, is this beautiful spiritual bonding that you have. When you pray with and for people, it, they, 
it's like a glue in relationship, much like in marriage, in friendship. You know, it, 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 it just bonds you together. But then you see the hand of God act on each other's behalf. And, you know, because I could pray alone and, and like, let's say that thing happened with my dad. And, and like I have a party of one afterwards. But if there were other people praying for the same thing, now we have a celebration. Mm-hmm. So, so, perfect. so then you look at the idea of what's the reward of praying for one another? Oh my goodness. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it lets people know I care. You know, like I have found that, you know, like say, I'll, I'll say to somebody, Hey, I'll be praying about that situation and maybe they've got to go. And, but if I, if I sit and write a text prayer, they're blown away Mm -hmm. because what do they know? I cared enough to pray. I want you to know I did pray. Because now, now, Michael, I'm going to ask for utter honesty, you know, because this is a podcast. This is like God's here. Uncensored. Uncensored. Have you ever... <laughs> have Sorry, you ever, I just like the touch. Like, <laughs> have you ever said to somebody, hey, I'll be praying about that, and you didn't? Yeah, of course I have. Oh, gosh. And then... I like like they'll say, oh gosh, thanks for praying for me, and then that horrible thing you have to say, you know what? I wish I could say I I prayed for you. I didn't. Oh, it's just this ugly feeling. But man, when you regularly pray for somebody, it tells them I care enough to give you one of the most important things in my life, and that is my time, because you're that important. I'm praying for you. Mm-hmm. See, that's why I challenge people, who are your intercessors? Who are the people that you have asked to regularly pray for you? Because if you don't have intercessors, in essence, what you're saying to God is, hey, God, I've got my life. I really don't need other people praying for me. No. But, but when you have intercessors, God responds, he's faithful, he answers, and you get to celebrate with those people. It's an exercise in humility and in faith. Yeah. It, see, that's, again, that thing of praying for each other. Like, like I'm bolstered in my faith when God answers, when, when somebody's praying for me or with me and God answers, I'm bolstered in my faith. But if God answers their prayer, oh my I, my, my faith is also bolstered. So it's kind of this, this reciprocal thing. I pray for you, you pray for me, and we both get to celebrate when God answers. Mm-hmm. And, and he always answers. He always does. But sometimes it's different than what we think. So I think one of the big reasons we pray for one another is it bonds us together. Secondly, it moves the hand of God. Like there, there's a haunting verse in James that says, you have not because you ask not. Mm. I don't know if you've ever heard the old Baptist thing about you know, the man who goes to heaven and you know there's you know the apostle Peter to welcome into heaven and and he, he he shows him around and and all of a sudden the guy goes, "Hey, what are those like huge buildings over there?" And he goes, "Oh, you want to see them?" Yeah, so they they walk over and there's these huge warehouses full of God's blessings. And the guy's going Wow, that's interesting. He goes, well, you want to see one that, that that's for you? He goes, yeah. So he walks over this one, one building and he looks in and there's all these blessings. The guy goes, what do you mean those are for me? He goes, well, he goes, those were meant for you on earth, but you never asked for them. 
And I know that's a little corny story, but I wonder how many things God had for me. And he said, but son, you never asked. See, and, and, and so one of the big reasons we pray for each other is it, is it moves the hand of God to act on another per, person's behalf. Because if I don't pray for them and they don't pray for me, then oftentimes things don't happen. Interesting. Yeah. That's a, that's a tough one to wrap my mind around, but I, I you know, it's there. I can, yeah. I, I mean, you, you know, you think about Nehemiah. Here's a guy who's a marketplace guy. You're a marketplace guy. You're, you know, you're, you, you broker apartments and things like that, and you're, you're in real estate. And do you want success? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so did Nehemiah. But Nehemiah's heart was broken because back in his hometown of Jerusalem, the walls of Jerusalem were down. They had been attacked so many times that now the, the nation of Israel was vulnerable. And Nehemiah prayed that God would give him favor in the eyes of the king that he served. He, he, was, he was not in his own, own country. And he said, give me favor in the eyes of the king because he wanted to go back and rebuild you know, the, the walls. But it, it looked like virtually impossible. But as he goes to the king and, and the king could see he was, he was downcast, he said, what's going on? And he told him about you know, the walls. And, and he said, you know, could you give me you know, permission to, to get the supplies I need? And would you give me a, a letter you know, so that you know, the people know that I'm coming on behalf of you? And the king showed favor. But Nehemiah prayed before he ever went to the king. Oftentimes in business, we leave God out of it. But wouldn't God want to give you favor in the marketplace? Of course. Yes, he would. Yeah. And so, so again, if I don't pray, then is God in any way in a position that he would want to answer? Because he goes, well, if you've got this, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just see how you do. Mm-hmm. But I think we miss a lot of blessings, a lot of God's favor, you know, simply because we don't pray. Mm -hmm. And that's as haunting an issue for me as anybody. Because I think I look back at my life and, you know, typically I look back when I was prayerless, when I I just was kind of going through the motions and I wasn't celebrating. I didn't see a lot of God's favor and, and blessing. But man, in this particular season of my life, Michael, it's just been, I just sit back and I go, okay, God, what are we up to? And, mm-hmm. and I, I just find myself praying all the time. That's cool. Yeah. So do you make appointments to pray or is it just oh. sort of filling in the gaps in your schedule? Oh man, such a good question. Thank you. <laughs> I, I, could, I couldn't have framed it better. And we don't, we don't prepare these podcasts. This is just kind of yep. off the cuff. So, Michael, I wished I could say early on in my career I was so good at this prayer thing, but I've gotten better. But there was something somebody challenged me to do, and that is don't fill your schedule. And I go, what do you mean? He goes, why do you make hour-long appointments and you make them hour after hour after hour? I said, well, I I just want to make a good use of my time. He goes, is that? I go, what do you mean? Hmm. He goes, what if you made 45-minute appointments? He goes, you'll tend to use the 60 minutes if you schedule it. But if you know you have 45, you're going to get to the important things of your meeting. And he said, and then the last 15 minutes, he said, maybe you pray with that person or you pray for the next appointment. So all day long, Michael, I find myself praying. 
And I began to create space. I create space. And, you know, like there's a, there's a verse that used to be haunting and now I understand it. And that is pray without ceasing or pray unceasingly. Mm -hmm. It's out of first Thessalonians five. And, and now I understand the importance of that is that I don't try to go through a day or a meeting without praying. Mm -hmm. And I can pray out loud. I can pray silently, but prayer is a big deal. But I also have my intercessors that are praying for the things that I do, whether I'm speaking, whether I'm counseling, I have intercessors and, and I pray for them as they pray for me. That's perfect. Yeah, it is. That's cool. But the rewards are huge. It bonds you together. It moves the right hand of the throne of God. It, 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 you get to celebrate with people, you know, but there, there's, there's other reasons as well. And I, I, you know, because one of the things is, is that we go through really deep and hard things in life, suffering. Prayer, prayer evokes emotion. And I, I'm kind of emotional even as it is, is that when we pray with people, broken, suffering people, it, it produces this, there's a Greek word called splantna, which literally means from the, from the bowels, from the guts. When you pray for people about the suffering that they're going through, you enter into it. Mm. And, and then when you connect with them, because you've been praying for them, your emotions meet them yes. where it needs to be. Because if I just go through my day and, and, and I might run into somebody that I know is, is battling cancer, I might go, hey, how you doing? But if I've been praying for them, there's a little bit of a different way I go about it. The approach is going to naturally yeah. change. Yeah. How's the strength? I know you're going through chemo. What's your strength level? Oh, gosh, I'm just, I, I, I just feel like I'm waning away. Wow. And in other words, I, I enter in at an emotional level. You know, or if, it, it, on the other hand, you know, if I've been praying, um, you know, as I'm doing for you, and, and Michael, you just had a, a, a deal that's coming through and it's going to close uh, next week, and I know it's on the 26th, and all of a sudden, you know, is it, when, when that comes through, Man, I'm going to be, when I, when I get together, we're going to hug, we're going to high five, because I'm going to celebrate you. And so there's a, there's a verse in Romans 12 that says, weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. When you pray for another person, and whether it's suffering or joy, you enter, you, next time you see them, your emotions are appropriate for that moment. Yeah. Yeah. So it ca it's a calibrating tool spiritually. And, oh. and socially. Yes. Yeah. And, and then we kind of mentioned one. It just, it, it, it's like, like the Bible talks about faith upon faith. It builds your faith. Mm. And like today, the things I trust God for are way bigger than what I used to. You know, and, and I, I don't care if it's a money raise at church. I don't care if it's, it's a healing. I don't care if it's, it's you know, an opportunity to share my faith, whatever it may be. But, but I now am activated. I'm regularly praying and I'm looking for God's hand. And my faith has been bolstered because I pray. You know, again, the more answers you get and you see God's hand, it's like, 
Why wouldn't I want to ask for more? Mm-hmm. I don't want to get to that warehouse in heaven and see all these things that I could have had. Well, and that's the that's the cool thing I, I've experienced is when I pray for something, let's say it's something material or something of this world, right? When I don't receive it, but I've been praying about something, it's I'm not the disappointment. I'm not disappointed because I can see that I'm redirected and God answered my prayer. Maybe not in the way I thought, you know, yeah. God help me win the lottery, you know, whatever. Um, but, you know, provide for me, right? And I look around, I have everything I need. Even though, you know, in my selfish, worldly moments, I might, you know, not that I'm praying to win the lottery or whatever. Yeah. But when we're praying, we're also allowing God to work on us. And, yeah. and, um, Really yeah, to purify it, us. Well, and our eyes become opened differently, right? We're That's able right. to see things from a spiritual angle and a an angle that's less bound by time. Mm. Am, am I right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In my experience. Yeah, but again, it 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 draws you closer to the person you're praying for. Um, it it so it strengthens relationship. It bolsters your faith. You get to celebrate together. You know, um, it 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 moves the right hand of the throne of God, and or the right hand of God, and and so you look at all these benefits, and it, it's like, why wouldn't I do it more? And I believe we get complacent. I believe the enemy gets us busy, mm-hmm. and then there, I distracted. Think, yeah, and I think there's even times that we we go and, you know, like it's going to happen anyway. Yeah. They were overly confident in whatever it might be. Yeah, whatever it might be. And uh, and so, you know, um, again, this thing of praying for one another, um, I, I will say one other benefit is you can't stay angry and bitter at somebody you're praying for. Right. <clears throat> I, I, you know, whether, uh, you know, like it's very interesting how Jesus said, you know, love your enemies. And, you know, when we think of enemies, we typically think of like Al-Qaeda. We think of terrorism or whatever it may be. And, and the word enemy means, in Greek, one who's contrary to. Could be somebody you've had an argument with. It could be somebody that you're frustrated with, whatever. When I pray for somebody, God purifies me. Mm-hmm. It softens me. And I have a whole different attitude about somebody I'm praying for. And I, I remember somebody startled me years ago, and I, I was bemoaning the fact that this person... Um, you know, had had really hurt me, and I was frustrated with them. And the person looks at me and goes, "So my guess is you haven't been praying for him." And oh my gosh! I first of all I wanted to strangle the guy because he <laughs> he was spot on, but I had to I had to go. You know what I have? And he goes, "That might be a good thing to do." Mm-hmm. It's hard to do sometimes. Oh yeah, but but prayer for another person who's frustrated you is what Jesus meant: love your enemies. Which That's, and we're the one who benefits from it the whoa, most. Come on, <clears throat> absolutely. Yeah, and and so, you know, when you look back at at your own life, what is? Can you think of a story or something where somebody prayed for you and it was meaningful? Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, one of the the great experiences I've had as a Christian is getting involved in in different small groups. Right. Mm, yeah. uh, my first experience was actually leading high schoolers in a small group. And 
I haven't seen those guys. I don't see them regularly anymore. And, you know, they used to seem so young to me. They were like yeah. six years younger than me or something. <laughs> now we're like, we're almost equals. I'm in my 30s now and they're in their 30s. You know, it's like, and, but we have this bond where 10 years can go by. But if I see them, it's like this contagious joy feeling that's still there. And we're bonded because we've prayed for each other through, you know, their silly high school endeavor, whatever they were going through at the time we were praying. And, um, and then, you know, as uh, I got married to your daughter, you helped yeah. me get involved at Mariners in a men's group. And those guys are great friends. Whether I see them regularly or not, I've become bonded to the people that I prayed with yeah. through various seasons. And um, so the relationships that I've had with people that I've prayed with mm-hmm. are just taken to a depth that other relationships aren't. Yes. And yeah, and it makes you so appreciative. I I had a situation where I had a memorial that was one of the tougher ones, and because everybody's sitting there going, you know that you know one of the greatest arguments against God is how could a loving God allow such suffering? Mm. And this family had lost a, a son through a tragic circumstance, and uh, I had a I had a, a gal say, hey, because uh, I had shared with her. Uh, because she saw me a little bit down, and I go, I got a tough memorial to do. And she goes, hey, but I'd be praying for you. And not only did she pray, she showed up at the memorial. And she had the biggest uh, smile. And, and as I got through the memorial, I, I, I said, hey, thank you for showing up. She goes, man, were my prayers answered. And I said, in what way? She goes, I prayed that you would be clear in what you were saying and that you would be bold and that you would present the gospel and let people know that God doesn't abandon them in their suffering and that he never wanted their suffering. He doesn't will suffering. He hates it. And she goes, you are so bold, so clear. And I mean, that blew me away. That feels good. That somebody took the time to pray to, to attend, and then to encourage. And so, you know, for those who are listening to this podcast, um, I remember being challenged by, uh, by my former senior pastor. He said, I've never had somebody say no when I said, can I pray for you? Right. Praying for somebody is one of the greatest gifts of love you give. And because it bonds you together, it moves the right hand of God. It bolsters your faith. It helps to uh, to bring into balance your emotions. It just is such this beautiful gift. And my hope is, is that you will be one of these people like myself that grows in this area of praying for others. Perfect. So cool. And uh, thank you for listening. Please reach out to us if you have any questions, comments. Uh, It's relationshipbythebook at outlook.com or on social media.